Welcome to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, following the journey of the players chasing their dreams in the Phillies farm system. Jeff, we're through another week in the farm system. Uh, Adam Hazley's on a rehab assignment. Redding finished their first half and started their second half. Tell me what's on your mind this week. Bamboo. Bamboo, that's right. There's bamboo everywhere. I mean, last night I was at the extra inning game where the Phillies won, uh, thanks to the bamboo and a little bit from uh, Jay Bruce, of course. Uh, but uh, I saw yesterday in uh, a little shout out to Pat McCarthy that uh, next to him in the booth, he had a little sprig of bamboo. I did see um, that. He, everybody's getting in on it. Yeah, everybody's getting in on it. But my, my only question to Pat is how long before they wrap that bamboo and bake it? There you go. See, you're always on brand there for the Iron Pigs. <laughs> Tell me, tell me what's going on. Let's talk Adam Hazley real fast, and then I know we want to talk a more serious subject. So Adam Hazley is, is now at Reading on a rehab assignment. Uh, he is not looking too shabby. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, he started his first two at-bats with a home run and a triple. So uh, A lot of the Reading fightings hit triples yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, by by the fourth inning, they actually had four triples, including Mickey Moniak, who's now leading uh, the world, I think, in triples. I think he has nine through the first half of the season. Not a bad start for the season for the young man. Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you like that, me calling somebody a young man? There you go. Yeah, well, you'll get used to it. I know you like all that, young men. You know, pretty soon you'll get to the point like me, and then you'll call the managers young men, too. We <laughs> I've got time. Don't worry. Um, we did want to talk about a more serious topic of netting in baseball. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. I'll let you bring it up, and then we'll go through it. You know, they came out with some more information regarding the the, the kid, the two-year-old, who got hit by the ball uh, earlier this season, Almora, and she actually, according to her father, has a fractured skull. So uh, not that the, the severity and the in injury should decide anything. You don't want to have knee-jerk reactions, but... You know, sitting in a ballpark, and, and we, you and I sit at ballparks every week, and, and I, I get people say they would prefer the netting not be there. But the, once you sit behind the netting, it's not obtrusive after a couple minutes, and it just doesn't make sense not to protect people. You get used to it. It's not like I'm tired of seeing people hurt and injured and hearing, well, they should play, pay attention when they go to the game. How's a two-year-old going to pay attention when they have have their their skull fractured and have a seizure and 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 it's not fair to the players either i mean the emotion of the players when when they have to deal with the fact that their action basically almost injured somebody or did injure somebody you shouldn't put the players in that situation either there's no downside it's one of those things that it just doesn't make any sense economically it's not it's a no-brainer from a fan safety perspective it's a no-brainer from dealing with players to making sure that they have peace of mind it's a no-brainer there's absolutely no downside so it, it's something that we shouldn't even have to talk about but i think that we all have to talk about it until it gets done well hopefully they start moving on it uh we'll leave that there for now because we have a couple interviews that we want to get you to so uh jeff we talked with jeff singer and connor brogdon of the reading fightings bullpen we're going to play them back to back any thoughts before we lead into them well, the first is Connor Brogdon. I just have to say, the last 10 games that he has had, he has been on absolute fire. Uh, he is, in his last 10 games, his appearances, he's 1-0. He's got a 1.62 ERA. He's got two saves. He's pitched 16.2 innings. He's only given up eight hits, three runs, six walks, and get this, 20 
57 strikeouts. Again, that's in 16 innings. So not bad for uh, him. this kid, huh? Not bad for him. I would say that's pretty good for a kid out of Lewis and Clark uh, State in Idaho. Um, I think that the Phillies have done pretty well with him and that with their need for relievers between him and Jeff Singer, who's also having a great time uh, and doing well down at Reading. I, I think that the bullpen there is pretty impressive. Let's get to those interviews and then we'll come back. So we're here with Connor Brogdon with the Reading Fightins. Connor, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So, so Connor, tell me about what it's been like being up at Reading. Uh, it's been nice. Uh, good crowd pretty much every night, which is a little bit of a, a change from Clearwater. Uh, the weather's a little bit cooler, which is also nice. Except uh, yeah. today, it's, it looks like it's about 80, 85 degrees. You're going to have good summer weather. Yes, sir. Not bad. I'm not, I'm not complaining by yeah. any means. <laughs> now, you're a California kid, though. Yes, sir. Yeah, so so what what was it like to go through the Philly system after being drafted from Lakewood to Clearwater and then back up to Redding? Uh, definitely a change. Um, where I'm from in California, it's uh, kind of a dry heat that we have out there, and so pretty much every place I've been has been real uh, humid. So it's an adjustment, uh, trying to get used to incorporating rosin into uh, uh, while I'm pitching to you know keep the sweat down and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but it's it's nice. Uh, really green out here. It's not so green um, in California where I'm at. So it's it's definitely nice. Do you prefer the West Coast or the East Coast? I definitely prefer the West Coast. Uh, born and raised there, so a little partial to it. You also went to college out west at Lewis and Clark. Uh, yeah, the Pacific Northwest, so that mm -hmm. was another change in its own. Definitely uh, colder weather up there, especially in the winter, for sure. You know, I thought for sure that uh, the Phillies' first prospect from Lewis Clark would be you, but it turns out that there was another guy, Tyler Kanegi, from Lewis and Clark. Did, did you ever get a chance to talk to him? I didn't, but uh, people are always asking me if I knew him, and I I think he was just a little bit before me, uh -huh. before I got here, yeah. So what was it like to be drafted? Uh, really uh, uh, indescribable feeling. Um, I kind of I, I kind of had an idea that I would go uh, coming out of my senior year. I put together a pretty good year and then uh, definitely didn't expect to go on the second day. I thought I'd be more of a third-day guy, but to, to hear my name called on, on day two was definitely uh, was an awesome feeling. So where were you? <laughs> I was actually in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, just to kind of enjoy it. I think I'd just gotten done with uh, the NAI World Series, uh -huh. and I've been planning uh, that trip with a couple buddies for a while. So we went out there, and uh, definitely not a bad place to, to find out that you got How'd drafted. How did you find out? Uh, it was just uh, following the draft. I'd, I'd woken up at about 7 that morning to a couple text messages from some scouts asking if I would uh, sign for X amount to a couple different teams, and then uh, Phillies were the one who ended up pulling the trigger. What was it like uh, telling your parents? that you had been drafted? Uh, I think they I think they knew about the same time I did. They were following as well. And I was on the phone with the scout who drafted me at the time. And then uh, as soon as I hung up the phone, I had a bunch of text messages from them congratulating me and stuff. So it was a, it was a, neat, a neat deal. So after you were drafted, do you come to Philadelphia? No, I, did, I didn't go to Philadelphia. I went straight to uh, Clearwater. Okay. Yep. Did you have the chance to meet any major leaguers? Mm, no. I don't – yeah. No, I don't think I did meet anyone. How about your first spring training? Uh, 
not my first spring training, but this past spring training, I met quite a few. I uh, backed up quite a few big league games uh, during was, spring who training. Who was the guy on the Phillies that you really wanted to meet that you had a chance to talk to? Uh, Aaron Nola, for sure. You know, everybody talks about how good he is. I'd watched him a lot, and uh, I pitched uh, one, of, one of like my second or third outing, probably. I was walking out, and he told me good job, and that was a <laughs> that was a really cool feeling for sure. <laughs> good day, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So now that you're up in Reading, is there anything that you're working on since you've gotten here? Yeah, uh, definitely working on uh, harnessing my off-speed. Uh, I think the change-ups there were where I want it to be right now. Uh, the slider is starting to come along. That was a really big focus point coming into the season was commanding my, my slider, and I think it's definitely coming along. Well, last year you were part of an amazing pitching staff, uh, something that, that on our show we often refer to as the ace clause. Uh, and you and Zach Warren, uh, Jersey kid, were yep. the back end of the bullpen and, and quite the duo. What was it like working with uh, Zach? Uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, I always knew that if he was if he was hot that day, that all I had to do is go out there and hold my own, and he was going to come in and 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 get the job done. And then um, I, I was actually his roommate, so uh, you know we we, we uh, built a pretty good friendship. Um, so for for me and him to kind of go back and forth, uh, tit for tat, if you will, it was always a, a f kind of a friendly competition. But at the same time, it was it was really good. Uh, to be able to, to, to put together the kind of season that we had is f for the whole pitching staff in, in Lakewood. It was I think we I'm pretty sure we set the team record for shutouts, and I, I know that both of us were a part of a lot of those, so it was awesome. Well, now, does it add additional pressure, or does it take pressure off to have? I mean, the starting rotation was was crazy good last year. Yep. Does it put additional pressure on you when you come in after them, or do you just kind of breathe a sigh of relief that they're that they pitched so well to start the game? Uh, there's maybe a little bit of, of added pressure because you don't, you know, you don't want to go out there and, and throw all their their hard work right out the window and mm -hmm. maybe possibly blow the game. But um, it, it, at the same time, it's really good knowing that you could count on them for six to seven quality innings, and then to get to the back end where me and Zach were pitching pretty frequently last year, and, and then be able to shut the rest of the game down. Every time we talked to a pitcher from there last year, they cited Brad Burgess in it as one of the reasons that they that they excelled. What was it about Brad uh, that made him such a good pitching coach? Uh, he just, his, his work ethic is is uh, insane. Um, it almost, sometimes for me, I'm kind of a laid back guy. It almost gets to a point where I'm like, man, you're doing a little bit too much, but at the same time, it's it's awesome. Uh, anything you could ever need, mechanical help, uh, extra work, anything, um, he's always there. He's always offering some extra help, mechanical help. Um, so yeah, you could, you could always, you know, if you're in a slump and you're not feeling yourself, you could always just ask him, you know, at any time, what do you see? Can you look at film with me? Can you watch me do some dry work off the mound? And he's going to be, he's going to be there to help. So he's awesome, awesome guy. I, I also heard that that despite him being a hard worker, that he also encouraged you guys to work with each other. Yeah, um, definitely uh, spent a lot of time on the on the uh, bullpen mounds doing towel drills with a bunch of guys, and you know. So, a lot of stuff works for for some people, like Zach. He he has a kind of a unique delivery, mm -hmm. and so I found myself at times incorporating some of his delivery into mine. Like his is he has kind of a high front side, and I found myself incorporating that into my delivery, uh, especially once I moved to the bullpen from the rotation. And 
and uh, I still still use that to this day, and, it, and it, I think it improved my command quite a bit. You mentioned the move from starting rotation to the bullpen. Was that something that was hard to get used to, or was it something that you embraced? Uh, it wasn't too hard. I, I was a strictly out of the bullpen in Williamsport my first year, um, so I kind of adjusted there. Uh, if anything, the only adjustment was uh, kind of getting out of that mindset that I have to pace myself to make sure I can go five or six innings as a starter to I'm going to come in and get three to six outs and I can just let it all let it all out uh, let it all eat 100% and not, don't really have to pace myself. When you were at Williamsport, were you with Pat Borders? Yeah, Pat Borders, yes. Okay, what was he like as a manager? Awesome, awesome guy. A lot of intensity, uh, piss and vinegar, if you will. Uh -huh. Great, great, great manager to play for. Did you find any beaches while you were out in Williamsport? Any what? <laughs> beaches? No, 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 sure didn't. Nope. Now, you, you mentioned Zach Warren being your roommate uh, as a guy who was from the East Coast as a New Jersey guy. Did he take you to any local haunts? Yeah, um, when we were in Lakewood, we went uh, to Atlantic City, and then on the way back, we stopped at his favorite pizza shop, Carluccio's. Okay. And we got a grandma's pie, and it was, I mean, hands down, the best pizza I've ever had. It was, it was man, I wish I could have one every day. <laughs> it's only a couple hours away. You can go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of the things I also read about you was that uh, your, your father grew up as a Minnesota Twins fan. Yes. So, when he found out that a former twin, Aaron Fultz, was going to be your pitching coach at Reading, did he know who Aaron was? Uh, I knew who he was uh, just from spring training, and uh, I knew that he played. He actually played in my hometown and for the Fresno Grizzlies, uh, and played it at Biden Field, a field that I'm pretty familiar with. So, I actually didn't know until right now until he told me that he was a twin. Uh, he played for the Twins, but that's that's pretty funny. So, um, we were talking to Aaron Fultz earlier about uh, the hijinks in the bullpen. What is it about being in the bullpen that brings guys so close together? Uh, you're just down there for n nine innings a day, every single day. Um, spend a lot of time with each other. So, and you got a lot of baseball to watch. And you know, even though we all obviously all love the the game, you know, at times it'll get a little mundane watching the same thing over and over again. So, you start to find ways to keep it loose. And uh, yeah, just a lot, a lot of a lot of hours spent together in close quarters for sure. Who's the biggest prankster up here? A uh, Jeff Singer, for sure. Why? Uh, <laughs> Another Jersey guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just—he's definitely the most uh, loose and uh, animated out of, out of the bullpen for what, sure. What is the best prank that he pulled that you could actually tell? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably nothing. Uh, nothing I could really talk about, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> who's the Who's the guy in the bullpen that doesn't like the pranks, if there is anyone? Um. I think we're all we're all pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe Aaron Brown. He's he's a pretty serious guy, but even even he'll join in on the fun every now and again. Now, with all these uh, these moves that you've had in the last year and a half, there's a lot of bus rides involved. Yeah. How do you fill your time on those bus rides? Ooh, uh, a lot of a lot of sleeping for me personally. Um, Are you part of the card games? Nah, not on the bus. I'll yeah. play in the, I'll play in the clubhouse, but on the bus, I usually try to either sleep or just kind of fall into a YouTube wormhole and start watching a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. And in the, in the clubhouse, uh, who's who's the card shark? Uh, you can always catch Singer, Steven, 
Singer and Steven are probably yeah. the two biggest card players for sure. I think they're in there playing right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you go back and uh, get some get some games and cards. And thanks for joining us, Connor. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck. Thank you. We're here in Reading, Pennsylvania with uh, South Jersey's favorite son, Jeff Singer. Jeff, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, happy to be back. Uh, well, so tell us how uh, things have been going in Reading this year. Um, you know, it's going good. Uh, we win the night and Trenton loses, we clinch. So that'll be, uh, be a really fun night for us. Uh, I think we'll really enjoy it, and I think it'll mean a lot to the, the town of Reading. So really excited. What's it been like being back at Reading this year, and uh, what have you been working on? You know, um, obviously I enjoy playing here. I love playing here. It's my third year here. Um, you know, I've just been uh, basically just continuing what I've been doing the last couple of years, you know, um, doing whatever I can to help the team win and do whatever I can to help the Phillies organization move forward in their, uh, what they've been doing. So um, just enjoying it, um, working on my slider more, I'd say. Um, but other than that, you know, just doing what I know how to do and uh, keep the team in a position to win. All right. Well, in addition to you ha keeping the team in a position to win and you're doing a great job out of the bullpen, uh, we've interviewed several people this season who have, have all answered the question of, who is the biggest practical joker as uh, as you? Congratulations. All right, all right nice. I'll take uh, that. That's and, awesome. And, and when asked what, what you actually are doing in the bullpen that gives you this honor, they said we would have to ask you. So uh -huh. uh, so, um, so we need to know some of the bullpen secrets <laughs> of, of what Jeff Singer does to uh, imitate Rod, the old Roger McDowell bullpen. Uh, you know, um, I know some stuff I can't say on here, but, uh, you know, just a lot of dad jokes and just, like, kind of keeping everyone loose in the bullpen just like to have fun with it uh nothing too crazy um you know it's baseball is one of those games where if you're locked in 100 percent of the time you're probably gonna go a little insane you gotta enjoy and have fun on and off the field so i feel i'm definitely one of those guys that like kind of brings it to everyone back to reality and have a good time when have you ordered pizza in the bullpen haven't had a chance no. to order pizza in the bullpen uh you know don't tell sean but i might have got a couple hot dogs sent there a few times <laughs> but uh you know uh just i just enjoy it down there you know i love doing what we do um it's a great group of guys we have and it's just a lot of fun. What's it like to be uh, part of a bullpen? It seems almost like a like a fraternity. You guys are out there. You, you got to fill your time until the sixth, seventh inning, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you know, um, being a reliever in uh, baseball, you know, you got to have something in your mind that's not really right there. I believe, um, you know, if being a starter, you know, you got your day to where you got to pitch, and then you got five, six days to prepare to prepare for it. Being a reliever, you could be uh, sitting there, and then you just hear radio down. All right get um, Hernandez going and Hernandez is up throwing and then he's in the game and you just said it's been five ten minutes what just happened so you know you got to be uh, able to flip a switch when you're in the bullpen and I think that's with the group of guys we have we got a great group of guys that are capable of doing that the last time we talked to you we talked about your crazy journey to get here you're you're a guy who appreciates everything that you get every opportunity you have what's what's it like for you to go through it and, and see guys come up and, and get to work with them at the same time as trying to improve your own game um you know it's great um you know me being the new guy here in 2016 it was kind of kind of culture shock you know I wasn't really knowing what I was going to expect and now I'm one of the older guys and I feel like I'm one of the guys that will talk and uh, settle some of the guys down and uh be able to like they said have some fun and enjoy it while we're here and uh you know it's just a great opportunity for all of us and I'm just really lucky to be part of part of what's going on right now in the Phillies organization you mentioned the game tonight and the opportunity to potentially win the first half to depending 
know what happens with Trenton. We often ask the managers, you know, the goal between development versus winning. As a player, you're obviously trying to develop. When you get in that opportunity to win, how special is it to have a game like tonight where you've got some stuff on the line that you want? Oh, it's really special. You know, I know the minor leagues is all about developing and getting us to the big leagues, but when you get a chance to make it to playoffs and uh, get a ring in the minor leagues, you know, for me, um, I haven't had a dog pile yet in the minor leagues. I haven't had a champagne shower yet in the minor leagues. So that's something I'm really going to enjoy if that does happen tonight. Um, and yeah, what uh, managers say is 100% right. We're here to develop and get better so we will perform the big leagues, but you also want to win. You know, baseball is one of those sports where you win or lose every day, and losing is not as much fun as winning. So, so let me get this straight. If, if you win tonight, you're saying that there's going to be a dog pile out on? I would think so. Yeah. I kind of hope so. Uh -huh. I'm looking forward to it. If not, I'm dog pile. I was going to say, you're going to lead I'm it in dog pile with nobody else there. If that happens, I guess. But We're, we're going to see you fly into the mound. Yeah, nobody I'll else someone. be there. <laughs> I've had a dog pile since uh, junior college, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, you, so you've been in Reading. I assume your goal is next is to get to get to Lehigh Valley down the road. Yeah, I was in Lehigh last year. Uh -huh. uh, the last month of the season, I was with them in playoffs. You know, um, for me, I'm looking at my career as a day-by-day -day thing. I never know when it'll be my last day. And uh, Sean, our manager, has a saying, treat every day it's, as it's your last game. And I feel that's something I really like to embrace this year. So so that's one of the things that we always wonder is, how is it to, to stay, how do you stay in the moment and stay in today and not always look towards the future as, as a ball player? Honestly, I think it's with having just what we do in the bullpen, just messing around, keeping everyone loose and just having fun with it. Um, I've came up with a lot of these guys now that we know each other pretty well. Um, Austin Bosar I know really well. And Austin will know if I'm having one of those days where it's kind of dragging along and he'll basically kick me in the butt and tell me to get let's go and I'll do the same for him so you know I'm around a great group of guys that really help me when it comes to that and you know it's baseball for the minors we play 140 games so it's a long season and especially minor leagues it's tough but you just got to have something in your mind to keep on pushing you and I feel a lot of our guys most probably all of our guys have that and it's really fun to watch so when we talked to you last year we were talking about as Jason mentioned your journey and part of that journey was working I believe in your uncle's car dealership my dad's yeah my your dad's dad was dealer the car so, so did uh, Jeff spend the off season back at Dad's uh, car dealership, or no? Nah, I didn't actually. I was there a few times. Um, <laughs> I was uh, I was there a few times, but I wasn't really working there. Actually, during the off season, I work at uh, Scanzano Sports Center, which is in Cherry Hill, and I uh -huh. give pitching lessons. And I work with their uh, high school teams that come through there, and then they have an AU team, Team Combat, there. So you know, it's a great group of guys that work there. Awesome family-oriented place that I love working at. They treat me great yeah. um, I actually had a few of the guys come see me pitch the other day so it's really cool I love working there the kids I get to work with is awesome so I really enjoy it what's it like when you when you see them come here and, and look up to you it's great you know um, I pitched good when they came here which was good nice that so makes they got it even better they got to see that actually the stuff I say is true <laughs> like they I know what I'm talking now about yeah so but nah it's uh it's really cool um you know it's funny guys will be like oh wait so you know Scott King or I'm like yeah I play with him in Arizona like he's pretty good friend of mine now and they're like that's so cool and I'm like it's just Scott like and Scott's an awesome guy and uh, it's pretty cool just being compared and like put in the same area as those guys knowing like that's what I'm doing too. What's it like to see some of those guys have the success? Is it's amazing. How, it's awesome cool you know um, all my, the guys that I know up there I couldn't be happier for them. Hammer's doing a great job and it's fun watching Hammer pitch um, when Austin Davis is up there it's always fun to watch him pitch. Scott Mitch Walding all those guys it's really just enjoying like great 
group of guys, and I love seeing them perform and get their opportunities. Did you ever think you'd be a teacher teaching other kids how to pitch like you get to do there? Um, I love it. Um, it's the last thing I thought I would be doing, honestly. Um, but, no, nah, I could see myself after my career was over becoming a coach, doing something like that, and doing whatever I can to stay in the game, which would be great. So what, what are your goals for the second half of the season? I want to say get out of Reading, but it's definitely get out of Reading. Um, nah, Except uh, to come back for the playoffs, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. def- um, you know, do whatever I can to help the Phillies organization. Um, if they want to keep me here and work on stuff, I'm going to do I'm going to do it. Um, would love to get out the trips. Would love to get out the big leagues this year. You know, dream come true. Um, it is my rule five year, so, you know, it's baseball. You never know what could happen. So I'm just excited to see what happens the next couple of weeks, even months. All right. Who are you rooming with? Um, so right now it's me, David Parkinson, uh, Addison Russ, and uh, Connor Brogdon. And then on the road, I room with uh, Bosart. So we always have fun. So in the in the house, who's the, who's the cleanest and who's the messiest? Who's the cleanest? Um, Apparently not you. <laughs> really? Is that what they say? No, oh, is no, that what they're no, saying? No, he, no, no, he just made I, that I like, up. I like to think I'm pretty clean. So um, there you go. I like to think I'm pretty clean, but I'm, I wasn't going to. I would say probably Russ. You know, it's minor league baseball. We got two guys in the living room and one guy with each bed. So you know how it is. So it's kind of tough to see who's who. But uh, I would probably say Addison Russ. And then when me and Bo start room on the road together, it's we're basically both clean guys. So we take care of it pretty well. What's, what's it like to room on the road as a pitcher and a catcher? It's great because, you know, he went to Penn University and I went to three colleges. So uh-huh. a lot of people are shocked that me and him are such good friends. But, uh, you know, me and well, him you are. you win. You have, more, you have more colleges. Yeah, that's right, what yeah. I always tell uh-huh. him. And he always says, yeah, I guess that counts. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, you know, me and Bo are really good friends. You know, we he we come from different backgrounds. Uh, when you meet us, you think we're entirely different people. But we have a lot of the same similarities. We have the same interests. We both love Star Wars and video games and just, like, hanging out and having a good time. So it really works out for us. Uh, what's the, the travel been like this year? How are you handling all the, the road trips? Obviously, we talk about the journey of minor league players and the struggles. How are you holding up with that all? It's, uh, for me, not bad. Since it's my third year, I got a little more priority. Uh, not priority, but a little more leeway over guys. So I get my own seat on the bus, which is nice. Oh, you got some but, seniority so I, now. Yeah, I got seniority. So it's uh, it's pretty good. I haven't really been too much in complaining. Um, I haven't been to Portland yet, which I know is our longest trip. So we leave for Portland uh, after this. So after that bus trip, I could probably let you guys know if my mind's changed at all. So what do you do on the long bus rides? Are you a sleeper or are you uh, um, doing stuff with the guys? We usually be watching a movie, um, listening to music. We got, Everyone's got Nintendo Switches now, so uh-huh. we'll be playing uh, Mario Kart and all those games. So it's a pretty good time. Are you a card player too? We play cards. We yeah. play Pluck. Uh, basically just Pluck, which is basically spades without just including spades. We mix it all up. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Jeff, thanks for the time. Thanks we, for having me. We actually look forward to seeing you tackle somebody tonight. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right. All right. Thanks Have a, a lot, good one. Jeff. All right. Thanks for having me. Jeff, always fun to talk to those guys, and Jeff Singer and the guys in the bullpen did not disappoint for us. Yeah, I mean, look, they seem to have a lot of fun in the bullpen with their Mortal Kombat dance, and, and Jeff seems to be the guy who's who's a little older, like a year or two older than the other guys, so he seems to keep that bullpen together, uh, keep them loose when necessary and, and strong when necessary, but look at his last 10 games, 2-0, 3.29 ERA, one save, and in 13.2 innings in those 10 games, he's only given up eight hits, uh, walked five, and in, given up or struck out an impressive 20 batters. Well, they're going to need him and they're going to need the bullpen the, the whole farm system well as they go forward what can we look forward to tonight on the mound for Redding? 
Uh, we can look forward to JoJo the Jet. Uh, he is back with Redding. Uh, he had a good game a couple games ago, a little rough outing the last game, but I think he's starting to right the ship, and I think Aaron Fultz is going to do a great job with him. And you'll be out in Lehigh Valley this weekend for us, correct? Well, anytime that you can have uh, bacon and bamboo, how can you miss out? Plus, I believe it's Ninja Turtle night. That sounds good. I will uh, have you get a picture with the Ninja Turtles, or you weren't there. So we What's wanna... your favorite Ninja Turtle? Do you want an autograph? Raphael, if you could get that done, that'd be great. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Now we hand it over to Greg Caserta and Kirsten Garbach as they take you up to the first pitch for the Fightings here on 610 ESPN. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the ballgame.